Well, I want to speak on what I have titled Faith for Salvation. Faith for Salvation. Well, it is essential in life that we get to know the value of a man's life. It is important to our community that we know the difference between life and death. You see, we are not in this world like the scientists will say that we came out of some kind of being. No, 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 no. All men are accountable to someone. Someone will let them be. And that is God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. A whole lot of things have happened. Well, knowing that is acquiring knowledge, isn't it? Knowledge is what you never knew. Knowledge is the information that comes to you that you never knew before. Well, there are a lot of information from the creator of the universe. And the Bible is full of information from God who is the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, Lord Jesus Christ and the creator of the whole world. So the Bible contains the information that we need to have knowledge of who God is and what he has been doing and how much has he said in John 3.16 that he loves us. So when we know this information, and we get to hold on to this information, the scriptures, we get to realize how much the God who created heaven and earth so much needs us and as well as we need him. And there are several ways of getting to have this information for yourself. Well, Romans chapter 10. If you read from chapter verse 1 of Romans chapter 10 down to the last verse, you would agree with me that the information you seek, coming to know the God the Father is, Someone has to come to you with this information. Information are passed on from a medium to another, and that other medium passes it on from generation to generation. For a purpose, isn't it? Same wise, God's word is passed on from generation to generation from another to another. So, one of the ways we get to know about this information that God wants us to know, which is in the Bible, which we may not be able to comprehend at all by studying alone, is God sent someone to us. God does what? Sent someone to us. Well, we know of the story 
the of the utopian Enoch while on his way he had a journey he was journeying to a location in his child well and he was reading a papyrus of scripture containing scripture and he was reading a particular verse of the scripture and had no understanding of what it was saying. Well, the Bible talks about Philly in the book of Acts being taken and dropped at the location of the inner precisely. And Philly, knowing that the Spirit of God was leading him to explain the scripture to this token inner, did as well. Followed the lead. And when he had done explaining to the Ethiopian Enoch what the scripture which he didn't understand, the Bible recorded that the Ethiopian Enoch was saved, was what? Saved and was baptized. So he became a child of God. Now he understood because someone had told him about the scriptures. Glory to God. So someone had done what? Told him about the scriptures. Glory to God. So you see, someone has to come to you with the information that becomes a knowledge you have about who God is. So it's very essential in life that we come to know how this information. Well, talking about developments, being developed to a certain level, or having success in certain levels, you know knowledge is paramount. It's very essential. Building a career, you need to study and be educated. Education is actually the word trained. You need to be trained and you also need to study. Well, the Word of God is an educational material. The Bible itself is an educational material that, pass, that passes on to us what God expects of us. It tells us the state of man right now, presently. It tells you the state of which you are and why you would need salvation. Praise God. So, if you are born again, you are a child of God already, and when you have people around you who are not saved, you know that. By their fruits, you shall know them. And you know that this particular person needs Jesus that you are not saying anything about it. And you're not saying, well, you're not saying at least Jesus loves you. If you don't know much of the scriptures to talk about, but you, you know John 3.16. Well, brother, hello, neighbor. Well, I want to say this word to you. You don't need to be a pastor to, you don't need to be a pastor to proclaim the gospel. Out of the mouth of babies, Word of God was proclaimed. So, 
Just go ahead and tell your neighbor, love, neighbor. God loves you. He loves you. And he wants you saved. The devil is after your life. But God wants you on his side. So would you accept Jesus as your Lord and Pastor Savior? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Let's look at Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. Remember we we the subject is on faith for salvation. Faith for salvation. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Wow. Romans chapter 10 verse 17. It says, So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But I say, have they not heard? Yes, verily, their sound went into all the earth, and their words unto the ends of the world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, I would like us to read scriptures earlier. Um, scriptures earlier. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Verse 8 says, Say, but what? Say, the word is near thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith, which we preach. But if thou shalt confess with thy mouth, that is Romans 10, verse 8 to 9, and if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and that shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Thou shalt be saved. Glory to God. Thou shalt be saved. Hallelujah. Thou shalt be saved. Ooh. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Now let's read Romans chapter 10, verse 13. Then the Bible says, For whatsoever shall call whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Verse 15 said, And how shall they preach? As that they be sent, as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel, for Isaiah said, The Lord who hath believed, our will report. Who hath believed, our will report. From the scripture we just read now, we've come to know that salvation comes by a proclamation. Hallelujah. Salvation what? Comes by a proclamation. You will be saved. Because the gospel of Jesus is preached to you. 
you will be saved because you've heard the information that is the knowledge of God. The scripture makes it so sure to me that as a man, it's best for me to hear the gospel. So I turn my ears to God's word because it is the word of faith that will save me. Hallelujah. It is what? The word of faith that will what? Save me. The word of faith which we preach. Now let's look at what the word faith is. But before that, let's look at Ephesians 2 verse 8. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8. It says, For by grace are ye saved. True faith, and that not of yourself, it is the gift of God. For by grace are ye saved. True faith, and that not of yourself, it is the gift of God. By faith. Well, what is faith? And how does faith save me? Well, we know that in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, the Bible says, Now faith is, faith is, uh, 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 faith was described in that particular verse. He said, For now, now faith is. The substance of things hoped for, and the evidence of things of sin. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Well, that is a topic of his own, the word faith. Faith is the substance, substance, something tangible. The word there is substance identifies an object tangible enough to be touched or felt that will be good and will guarantee comfort that will what guarantee comfort means comfort so the faith is the substance of things hoped for. Hoped for. The word there, hope, could be, uh, you could, you know, could mean expectation. Expectation. So let's put it this way: faith is the substance of things the possibility of having. Of being saved, the possibility of having, of being saved, the possibility of having your healing, or having that cancer killed. Glory to God. The possibility of what having your cancer killed. The possibility of 
exchanging the doctor's report. Faith is the substance of things hopeful. The possibility of changing that circumstance surrounding you for your good. Faith is the substance of things hopeful. It is the healing you desire. Faith is the healing you desire. And the evidence of things not seen. So what? Faith is the evidence of things not seen. Well, I'll put it this way. Well, you had gone to the hospital, you had some symptoms, you had some feelings, your body felt in certain ways, and you didn't understand, and well, you went to the hospital, and you now discovered by the doctor's report that you had a cancer. Well, that is the situation on ground. Well, faith is God's word that tells you you can be healed. So healing is the evidence which you don't see. What you feel, what your senses can reach out to is the cancer. What your eyes saw is the doctor's report, cancer. What you feel is cancer. What what you smell is cancer. What you think the same time overwhelming you? But God's word is telling you another thing. It's giving you another story. Your story. You can be healed. If you believe, faith tells you that the Jesus took your infirmity. Hallelujah. What Jesus was took your infirmity and put it on his body, went to the cross, died for you. By his stripes, you are healed. So that is faith, the word of God, the promises of God. So, the evidence of things not seen. That is what faith is. Faith is the word of God that comes to you. And the promises of God that you hear. Come on. Come on. Faith is what? The promise of God that you hear. Which is the substance of things you hope for. What? The substance of things you hope for. Romans chapter 10 verse 17 talks about faith. Well, how you get faith. So now faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So in other words, I would attribute faith to the confidential information it has power enough to change your story. Do you understand?
faith is what? The confidential knowledge that you hear that changes your story. That turns your life around. But where? On the subject which I'm taking on, someone has to come to you with a word for your faith, for you to have faith for any of those. And if you're listening to me and you are a Christian, enough with the beating game. Stop pitying people and let them know what, what God's word is saying about their situation. Stop pitying people and tell them how God can help them through the word of God. Glory to God. Now that I've gone through what faith is in a summary briefly, I want to go through what salvation is. Salvation is. Glory to God. It is essential that we know what salvation is. Glory to God. The word as salvation being said is the word zozo. 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 It means to preserve one who is in danger of destruction or to rescue. It means to rescue someone from danger or destruction. That is one suffering from disease to make well, heal, restore to health. Glory to God. And the word salvation is quite a compound word. And has this outline under the word. Salvation could mean healing. Salvation could mean preservation. Salvation could mean prosperity. Salvation could mean um, um, salvation could mean defense. Glory to God. But I want to stay on saved, being saved from the powers of darkness. Glory to God. Glory to God. Being what? Saved from the power of darkness. Saved, that is my concentration for today, on the faith for salvation. So we'll go back to Romans, Romans chapter, Romans chapter 10. We'll read from there. We'll read from there. Romans chapter 10. Hallelujah. I'll start from the 17th. Glory to God. It says, So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith will cometh by hearing by the word of God. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now the word there so suggests in conclusion faith comment by hearing I hear about the word of God. 
no man out there who is under the mentorship and fatherhood of the devil by reason of the fall of Adam, Romans chapter 12, Romans chapter 15, can be saved without hearing, without having the opportunity to hear God's word. I wouldn't be saved, or either would have grown to the place of letting God's word known to the public, if someone never came to me to tell me about Jesus. Well, I was born in a Christian home. I wasn't born in an unreached ethnical group. I was born in a Christian home. And they were not lost. They were fervent and diligent in the work of God. I went to church all Sundays of my youthful life. I'm still going to church. Still learn the word of God. But you see, because I was from a Christian home, never made me a child of God. It only gave me an opportunity a step close to knowing to be to knowing who the God the Father of our Lord Jesus is and to be saved. Until I had the word of God and I had an understanding. I was a just one when I got saved. Back here in Nigeria, in junior secondary school, just one. While we were having a fellowship at school. And an altar call was made after the message. Well, I know, I knew without a doubt that I had to stand up from my chair and walk down to the altar and say every word of prayer I was adjourned to say. And when I did, I was saved. But you see, I was lost in the love of God while I was on the altar that I stayed there so far. When every other person had gone back to the ashes, I was still before the Lord. My eyes were closed. I felt just there was the only comfortable place to be. In front of the altar, while prayer had been done, while the confession had been said, and while those who came out with me had gone back to their chairs, five minutes later, I was still at the altar. Seven minutes later, I was still at the altar. Ten minutes later, I was still at the altar. I couldn't actually exactly mention how long I stayed in front of the altar, but I knew I stayed a while. When I opened my eyes, I felt something. I was alone there. I knew I needed Jesus. Why? Because I heard. If I never heard the word of God that day, I wouldn't have had the opportunity to be saved. Even though I was from a Christian background. 
even though my parents were father, I was saying to a friend that I cannot tell how long, how many times my mother will coordinate an all night at home. Yes, glory to God. But you see, I got saved because I heard the word of God. Glory to God. Let's read from verse 13, Romans chapter 10, verse 13. It says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. My brothers and saints, you see, you can assume that a man dying in sin knows how to call on the name of God. Well, he has made a choice for his life, but some will say he has to account for every mistake he made. Well, why don't you try and be sure that he actually know how to come out of the situation or make the right choice? Because the word of God here in Romans 10, 13 made us know that a man who is dead in Christ, I mean, who is dead, who has no knowledge of the Lord, does not know how to be saved. He has no background or foundational knowledge about how to come out from the situation which he found himself in. He's just on a path of death, and yet no one to rescue. No one to rescue. And you are all doing what you shouldn't be doing, pitying the man. Why you should take the information about Jesus to him for him to the So how would they call upon the name of the Lord if said? How would they call? Therefore, whosoever call, who shall call, the name of the Lord shall be saved. So how is this young man over there who is dying in sin? Well, in Nigeria, there's something so obvious among the youth. Money is taking root everywhere. Some of these young men are in church. They go to church. They all know the principles of church. Some of them pay tight, but they're not children of God. And we assume they left the Lord Jesus and followed the bad way. Because they love money, that's what you say, but are you sure that we are truly saved? Or maybe they just knew, they just knew, they heard. There's a difference between you, you've been hearing the name of Jesus. But you never called unto him for salvation. Because I preach that the pastor on the pulpit doesn't mean that my audience, who is hearing me mention the name of Jesus several times in my message, Maybe a hundred times in just a short message, about 30 minutes. Doesn't mean he's going to get saved. If he doesn't call after he has heard the information about Jesus, if he hasn't called, then he can't get saved. So he needs to call on the name of God and then get saved. 
Hallelujah. So he, 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 he needs to call on the name of God. Let's read further. Said, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? Well, well, that shall make sense. You call upon the name of the Lord and you get saved. That's the key to salvation. Well, the question is, from verse 14 of Romans chapter 10, says they have to believe before they can call on the name. So the enriched people group and the lost people group may not have the chance to call on the name of God and be saved if they don't believe. Glory to God. So you see why these brothers of in faith, whether you are a pastor or not, whether you are in the fivefold ministry or not, whether you are an evangelist or not, it is required that we all go out and let these people know about Jesus. We may not need to convince them because we know the Bible says that the Holy Spirit will convince them that they are not of the Lord. That they are not on the winning side. The Lord would what? Convict them of sin that they are not on the winning side. Glory to God. So they have to be on the winning side, isn't it? But the Holy Ghost has to convict them. Well, how will the Holy Ghost convict them when nothing is within them, when their conscience is empty, when there's no light, which no light has gone into their system, then how will the Holy Ghost convict them? They need some hearing. The Holy Ghost will convict them of what they hear. And even as Christians, even as Christians following the Lord, as disciples of Christ, the Spirit of God ministers to you at the level of words of God's word that you have known. The Holy Spirit will say something to you that is not in the scripture or what you've not heard. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He said, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. My brothers, my sisters in faith, you see, we are already sent. We have been already sent. Maybe you will say, oh, the Lord has not sent me. No, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Second Corinthians chapter 5 tells us that we have been sent. 
we have been reconciled, so we have been given the ministry of reconciliation. So we already have a mandate. We already have a great commission. Go ye into the world <laughs> and make disciples of all nations. So we have already been mandated to go. We have been commissioned. We have already been sent. So don't wait for your pastors to send you. Hallelujah. We've been sent already. So what, what are you being doing as a saint? You see, we are sent by redemption to the blood of Jesus. That's true. But the saint is the saint. S-A-I-N-T is the S-E-N-T. The scent is the scent. And we all need to do well, go out and stop beating people and take the word of God to their doorsteps. Don't pity the sick. Don't cry for the sick. Teach them the word. Proclaim, preach the word of God to them. When you go ahead preaching the gospel to the sick, he would have faith to receive healing. When you meet a cancer patient and you continue to let the word of God into his heart, he begins to hear God's word all the time from you through other means, bringing him to church or while taking the church to him wherever he is, he would have the opportunity not to die of cancer. The doctor's report will be what? Changed. But that's aside. We're focusing on salvation, being saved. So you see, if people don't go out and let them know that Jesus loves them. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world. For God what so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So the world is perishing. The man out there without Jesus is perishing. So this is the reason why we should go out as the sent ones and let them hear the word of God and let their hearts believe. Then they can call on the name of the Lord wherever they are and they be saved. Sometimes it's not required. Sometimes you talk to somebody about Jesus and uh, you try to lead him to Christ and he's quite resisting. Well, don't give up. You can walk out of there and when he goes home, something may happen. Because when you preach the gospel to someone, you hand them over. You do what? You hand them over to the Lord. Now they become the Lord's work. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God begins to do word. The potter begins to reshape. Gradually and gradually, and he comes to a place where he says, Wow, I believe. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. And when that happens, my brothers and sisters, that work you did probably five years ago had what become 
a good work. Hallelujah. So the reason why we need to go out to the people and let them know is because they are perishing. Well, we know the story in the book of Genesis. While God created the whole world, created everything, created man and kept him in the garden, gave a wife to him, and God gave him an instruction. He said, of all the trees in this garden, thou shalt eat. Yes, you should eat. But of this particular tree, well, I've not seen the tree before. But you see, God's word is God's word. It's an information to me. And God cannot lie. God would not lie. He's not a man that is a tree. God lies. But whatever he says, I believe. So he said, Thou of this particular tree, thou should not eat. Well, Adam stayed in our obedience for a while. Both of them, Adam and Eve, stayed on that, you know, stayed in disobedience for a while. But something happened, I mean, I don't know what happened. I wasn't there, but the Lord said, the scripture made us know that they disobeyed God. And if you read, and if you read from the original Hebrew, the magnitude of the word used there is judged to be treason. What Adam and Eve did to God was an act of treason. And in the book of Romans, chapter 12, hallelujah, I think it was chapter 12, let's go there. Well, hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I think in verse, I think that's 15. 15. The Bible talks about when whom you obey is whom you are slave to and whom, you know, whom you obey is whom you are slave to. So if you obey sin, you are slave to sin and if you obey Christ, you are what? A slave to Christ, to righteousness. So what happened was just what uh, Paul had described in the scripture, saying that Adam sinned against God and became a slave to sin. He lost his dominion at um, life, and God pursued him out of the garden of Eden. Yeah, we don't call it the fall of man. Well, you see, God planned a way out for man. Yeah, that was why the John 3 said, For God so loved the world. So he planned a way out for man in the book of Genesis. If you read the book, the Bible said something there. It said that the, that the woman will bruise. The woman will do it, will bruise the heel of the serpent. Because it was a serpent who deceived them. So the woman would word bruise the heel, the head of the serpent, and the serpent would what, bruise the seed, that is the seed, will bruise the head of the serpent, and the, and the serpent will what? 
and Bruce is healed. Glory to God. Um, if you read from Genesis chapter 3, that explains what happened in the garden, the fall of man. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, verse 14, Genesis chapter 3, verse 14. It said, And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou hast cast above all cattle, and above every beast of the field, and upon the belly shalt thou go, and thus shalt thou eat, in all the days of thy life. I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed, and it shall bruise thy head, and, thy sh- and thou shalt bruise his heel. Glory to God. Now this is where redemption began. Now Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11 speaks of the plan of God. It said this plan of mine is peace. Glory to God. Jeremiah, let's all go there. If you have the Bible. Jeremiah chapter 29. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Woo. Hallelujah. God be praised. He said, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, and I be with the always just plans. Therefore I know the thoughts that I think towards you, said the Lord, the thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then shall ye call upon me. Hallelujah. Do you see that? And ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. The statute says, And ye shall seek me, and find me, when ye shall search for me with all your heart, and I will be found of you, said the Lord. I will turn away your captivity. What does this captivity here denote? It, it denotes um, you being slave to death, slave to sin, being held captive by death. The separation you had. While Adam sinned against God, the Bible says in the book of Romans that through one man sin entered into the world. And through one man, Christ, salvation will come to man. Glory to God. So you see, the captivity here is separation from God. Separation from man. Glory to God. And I will be found of you said the Lord, and I will turn away your captivity, and I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places whither I have driven you, said the Lord, and I will bring you again into the place where I caused you to be carried away captive. Hallelujah. And I will bring you again into the place where I caused you to be carried away captive. Now, where is the place? The place is in the place of the Father. The household of the Father, the kingdom of God. The Garden of Eden it was not just a place on earth, it was part of God's kingdom. The Garden of Eden was a type and a shadow of the kingdom of God. It was, a, it was a, an earthly description of what God's kingdom looks like. A richy and wealthy place, a prosperous place to be. Said, and I will bring you again into the place whence I caused you to be carried away captive. 
Well, Adam was moved out of the Garden of Eden, so he left the kingdom of God. So he was no longer in the kingdom of God, he became, he stayed in the kingdom of man. And in the kingdom of man, the devil rules. First Corinthians chapter 4 verse 14 says that the God of this world. So the devil is what the God of this world. The devil is what the God of this world. Glory to God. The devil is what the God of this world. Sorry, First Corinthians, not First Corinthians, four fourteen. The Bible says that what the devil is God of this world. Hallelujah. I called the wrong scripture. But you see, God wants us. God wants us saved. But how will you be saved? You have to hear the gospel, the word of God. Now, if you're listening to this broadcast, podcast and you've not been saved, you just know within your heart that you have not been saved. Well, I would instruct you by the power of God to find a church nearest to you and go to the pastor and say, I want to be saved. How can I be saved? I want to be saved. How can I be saved? Hallelujah. Because it is the Lord's desire that all men would be saved. All men be saved. And one can only be saved through the name of the Lord Jesus. The Bible says, at the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. Well, God wants you to be saved. But at the mention of the name of Jesus, you shall be saved. Glory to God. God wants you saved. Hallelujah. God wants to save. So how do you get faith to be saved? By the word of God. What does the word of God reveal for you to be saved? That Jesus died on the cross for your sins. That God loves you and he sent his only begotten son. That if you believe in him, you will not perish but have everlasting life. That you have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus on the cross of Calvary. Glory to God. That you have what been redeemed by the blood on the cross of Calvary. So God wants you what say. It is the will of God that you be saved. It is the will of God that you be saved. Acts chapter 4 verse 12 says, Neither is there salvation in any order. Acts chapter 12, 4 verse 12, sorry. Said, Neither is there salvation in any order. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Whereby we must be saved. He said, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. 
whereby we must be saved. Hallelujah. Whereby we must be saved. There is no other name other than the name of Jesus. John chapter 14 verse C says, Jesus speaking. The name that has been given, the name that is above every other name in heaven and on earth, and the name which we mention, every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall confess. That name, Jesus himself said in John chapter 14, verse 6, he said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am life, and no one goeth unto the Father except through me. In John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have what everlasting life. The world's everlasting life means an eternal union with God. A relationship we lost at the beginning, now recovered through our Lord Jesus. One of the reasons why Jesus died, or most of the reasons why Jesus died on the cross, is to reconnect us back to God. We lost our relationship with God. Man cannot do without God. And the only way to, for a man to be what he has been destined to be as a man, he has to be in connection to God. A man loses his uniqueness without God. A man loses his value as a man without God. And the only way to be restored back to God, to restore back to fellowship with the Father in heaven, is through the Lord Jesus Christ. And right now I give you that opportunity. I give you that opportunity to receive the Lord into your heart. I give you that opportunity to receive what? The Lord into your hands. Romans chapter 10, verse 9. Said that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Hallelujah. I want to give you that opportunity if you are listening to this podcast and you are sure that you are not in relationship with the Father. The only way you can be in relationship with the Father God, the God of heaven and earth, is through our Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to lift your voice together as we say this word of prayer together. And say, Lord Jesus, I believe in you. I believe that God sent you on earth to die on the cross of Calvary for me. I believe that through you I will be saved. I will be delivered from the powers of darkness that has held me captive this year. The Bible made me know that without believing in you, I won't be able to connect to God. I won't be able to call on the Lord. But through you, I will be able to. So therefore, 
I receive you with my heart as my Lord and my Savior. Today, I decide to be on your side. Today, I move, I move from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of your dear son. I pray. Thank you, Father, for sending your son to die on the cross for me. Now I am saved. Amen. God bless you. If you said that prayers with me and you need more of God's word to build yourself and to grow, well, you can contact me during this, um, um, through this medium. Contact me through this number plus two three four seven zero six two eight eight five four three two. Or you can send me a message to that number, or you can send me an email at ratuRangers.witness at gmail.com. I repeat ratuRangers.witness at gmail.com. God bless you. Have a wonderful time in Christ. Glory to God.